our next podcast episode. We are the Creative Collective Podcast. Uh, this is Jen, and I'm here with my co-host Kelly. And tonight, we are very excited to have our friend, our dear, dear friend, Courtney Fitzpatrick. She is one of the most amazing human beings that we know. Uh, Courtney is the owner of Unwavering Love Co. and the founder of Henry's Ripple. Uh, as a first-time mom, her world came crashing down when her and her husband lost their infant son, Henry, shortly after his birth. Learning to grieve, heal, love, and survive such a heartbreaking loss of her son led her to leaning even further into her creative side. Courtney has found a new love of writing and podcasting and has found that giving back to others in whatever way she can is ultimately what truly motivates her in her work. Finding and creating moments of vulnerability, genuine connections, and authenticity are what makes her most proud to be labeled a multi-passionate creative, just like Kelly and myself. Creating graphic apparel, starting a podcast, writing a book, the sky's the only limit, and she's thankful to have her sweet guardian angel leading her to what's next on her journey. We are so excited to have you here with us for this recording and to walk alongside us in life through friendship and all of our many creative endeavors. So welcome, Courtney. Wow, my goodness. Thank you. I'm so, so honored to be here. Yes. Um, so I just want to kick things off. I mean, obviously, I've mentioned you are a dear friend. Um, you're an amazing human being. But I felt like we'd be remiss if we didn't let listeners in on a little knowledge about how we actually came to know each other. Yeah. I mean, where do you meet people in today's world? You meet them in a Facebook group um, <laughs> locally. So my husband and I moved to the Raleigh area and knew no one. And um, yeah, his job relocated us here and so you know what do you do when you live in a new area I feel like you get to know the community and just connections and stuff through local Facebook groups so I just remember one night I was scrolling and came across a post from this Jennifer Kennedy and I was like reading whatever the specific post was and I was like are we like the same person? Like, I just feel like yes. I have to have to get to yes, know <laughs> this Jennifer um, florals and photography. And I think that's something that's, I'm so glad you guys are doing this podcast, especially for people that, you know, find themselves as a multi-passionate person, because I've struggled with that. It It seems like you always have to kind of fit in this one bubble or lane. And so that's something that over time I've, I've had a hard time figuring out my identity with kind of. And so when I, when I found Jen and I was like, oh yes, other people do this and explore and just like, let it be awesome to do multiple things. And so I met for coffee and okay. Was it the first time or the second time that we showed up literally wearing the same thing? It, it was the second time, but just I mean had, like you said are toe. we the had same person yeah I specifically remember it was Birkenstock sandals black leggings and a purple t-shirt yep, <laughs> Just... yep and we were like oh okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh very very grateful to have connected with you and just 
become friends and it's such a vulnerable thing to move and just not know anyone. And so I've been so grateful for your friendship and for leading me to Kelly as well. You guys are just oh. a great duo. So. Well, thank you. That's that super sweet. I love that. And I think Courtney, I know you through Jen. Like, I through think that's Jen. how, yep. I, I just feel like we connect yeah, too. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I just think like, yeah, you just find yourself connecting to people where you're like oh this is like this is my people like Mm -hmm. it's just awesome to see relationships bloom like that when you're like okay genuine connection right it's nice when that actually happens right yes so (laughs) let's so obviously multi-passionate we all can relate with that so when you think across the many different endeavors and scenarios and all the good and even the challenges one of the things we just really appreciate about you is your ability to leverage perspective. So what does that mean to you? What does perspective mean to you and how does it influence your life? I think just the way that you look at something close to you or bigger than you, obviously perspective in my world has shifted greatly in the past few years And I've always considered myself an empathetic person and, um, and everything that comes with that, but obviously going through such a great loss, my whole worldview, you know, if that's just outside my front door or anywhere, I guess around, um, my whole worldview has shifted with the perspective that life is, it's truly not promised and, Yeah, that's a that's a heavy weight to carry. Um, but when I think back to to my, I had an Etsy shop, um, right before COVID hit, and it was just a great, great creative endeavor. Um, I made cards and um, just did some different design, um, and gift items and stuff. So I just think back to that before my world changed so much with Henry's birth, and you know everything I was doing then was to help others as well but now just even more so I feel like perspective has influenced my life personally and then also creatively and from a business standpoint because everything I put into the world is um, ultimately to help people and now even more so I'm able to help people who are navigating a really difficult season and honestly that that is pretty broad, which I'm really, really thankful for, I guess. Um, just because there's so many people navigating difficult situations and seasons and journeys. Um, so through cards and apparel and gifts and, um, just anything that I can think up. Um, it's, it's pretty fun to be able to, to serve people in that way and, and help, I think help others, connect with people in their life that they might not realize what to say or should I say something or what do I do um so being able to kind of write and share um through that too has been has been really healing for me um 
as an Enneagram too, I love to help and um, sometimes don't have a boundary around that, but, um, but yeah, so perspective. Yeah. It just influences everything. Yeah. I just, I have to chime in obviously, because I actually reached out to you this week um, because I had someone very close to me who lost someone who was very close to them. And I was in that moment of like, <laughs> do I send the flowers? Do I like, wait, but they live away. And I don't like, I just, I had all yeah. of these thoughts and I was just like, what, what do I do? And honestly, I reached out to you and I was like, here's the situation. Can you help me just kind of navigate? Like, what do I do? And, you know, you were very helpful to walk me through that. And it, yeah, it's well, been very helpful to kind of be reflective on that and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that was able to kind of help steer a little bit. It's, it's so hard because grief and loss is so personal and unique. So, you know, while I want to come up with like a blanket equation that, you know, I can mm. say like people need X, Y, and Z. Um, it really is so personal, but there are still so many little things that I think, um, when you're in that moment of how do I help someone I love, you're not often thinking of, you know, some, some things that are missed along the way, but, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I'm honored to be that person. And I feel like I have some, some good tips. So you're really, Courtney, yeah. I think that's just, I think that's just truly amazing. Honestly, that you are allowing what you experience to, grow in you and to reach people in such a positive way when that was I mean unimaginable really but just that you embraced your purpose through that like I just really I mean that just really struck me in a deep way like hearing you talk through that um, and how often we have maybe the opportunity to look at something from a different angle when mm-hmm. we're going through something hard mm-hmm. that maybe there is a deeper purpose inside mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. if we allow it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just think that yeah. I just think that that's like such a beautiful way that you've allowed that to flow through you I mean just thank you for sharing that truly and thank you for saying that yeah I you know I do credit a lot of it to the way I was raised um my parents have been so supportive of me throughout my life and were there to meet Henry um before he passed and so they were you know just they've just been there the whole time um and still just such supportive people and so um you know when I think about just giving back and helping others I know that a lot of it has stemmed from from their hearts and um growing up in a small town and um just kind of having that helping spirit um but yeah it's it's a lot too it is a lot because grief doesn't just like, you know, like leave, um, leave you. So, um, there's Mm -hmm. definitely some, some moments where I have to remind myself, like I have to check out from 
Mm-hmm. Any anything other than just taking care of myself right now, especially heading into the holidays. Um, and just just different seasons are harder. But yeah, I appreciate you saying that. It's it's mm-hmm. definitely been very healing to to be able to help others in some way. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah, just kind of going a step further, a, a few things that you just kind of mentioned there. I just I feel like there are so many times where just the word overwhelm just gets brought into the picture and it can just feel very crippling and like, just there's no way out. So when you are feeling overwhelmed, how do you navigate that? And do you have any tips for anybody who might be listening? Y'all, because I say y'all now, because I live in the South now, I, I wish I had like a perfect answer for this. Um, when I think about overwhelm, I think for me, and this might resonate with others too, just being realistic and lowering your expectations, because I think women, especially we just hold ourselves to such high standards and, and have high expectations for how things unfold if it's a party or if it's a career or if it's a dream um or if it's just like what your Saturday looks like and that is just something I have to remind myself of a lot like I can lower my own expectations right now and I can be realistic about what I accomplish um because I just get excited often about so many different endeavors and projects um that it's really easy to spiral in a good way and and then all of a sudden just be overwhelmed and say whoa I'm actually the only person who's done this to myself so let's be let's be realistic and um obviously boundaries is a word that you know I think is a hot topic right now in a good way and just being just being more realistic with boundaries and strengthening them obviously that's such a that could be a whole podcast episode like boundaries in general are just harder for some people and um I think especially for an Enneagram too where you're just like I have all these ideas and I feel creative and inspired and I want to like make all this happen um and then the other thing I think I just when I think back to I mean especially that first year after Henry passed like I mean, the the worst ever, obviously. I just, I tried to get really quiet as much as possible. Um, I found a lot of, like, really peaceful moments and just, like, silence on our back porch. Um, lots of cardinal visits, like, at moments when it was just like, okay, you can't make that up. Like, I was trying to, like, just you know, think about something or, um, decide on something or, or whatnot. And then a cardinal would just like appear. And I was like, okay, you just can't make this up. So, um, and thinking back to some of those just super overwhelming moments, um, just trying to get quiet and get grounded and in some way, shape or form. Um, and, you know, praying can be really powerful too. If you pray, um, I've been on a whole journey with my faith in the past few years and 
Um, and just, yeah, just getting, getting quiet and sitting with your thoughts can be a very scary thing. Um, but I just found a lot of peace kind of in when I would kind of be deciding between something or trying to make a decision and then, um, kind of just felt that pull of the heart. I feel like those moments happened the most when I was like on our back porch, just like enjoying the nice, the nice day. And yeah, just getting quiet because our world can be very noisy. Mm-hmm. That's challenging to slow down and to actually mm-hmm. think your thoughts, right? <laughs> um, yes. So something that we both appreciate about you is your love for community. Um, so what does that mean to you, having community? And how has that impacted your creative work in your life? Questions are so good. And also, I feel like I have three-part answers for everything. But <laughs> I, you know, I just... I was just talking to someone about this today. Like I get so much inspiration from other people. So for me to have my own business, it's only, I don't even know how to say it, but like, I just, I I feed off of others so much. So sitting down, you know, for a coffee date or a small group of like-minded creatives and just chatting through projects and different things like that. Um, it just inspires me so much. Um, actually Jen and I, at what point did we start, um, start going to our, our writing group? Um, you know, just, just being around people who it was like, oh yeah, I'd like to write. Maybe I could, maybe I could write in a way that (laughs) this would turn into a book or something. And then just, um, just knowing Jen's history with writing too, it was just, it was just so much more exciting. And I think holding each other accountable is such a big thing too, because it was like, okay, I have like the power of this friendship walking into this writer's group that can be a little intimidating. Right. Um, did I just take this way off course? I have no idea, but community. It's it's actually (laughs) weird that you brought that up because Uh Kelly and I were getting coffee on, wasn't that Friday? I think it was Friday. We were getting coffee mm-hmm. and Jill Egan walked up to the table. Of course. Which yes. talk about like full circle moment, right? Because we go to this writing group that Courtney was like, will you go with me, please? I'm so nervous. And I'm like, well, I'm nervous. Let's go together. And we meet Jill who is an author and just this amazing person And I don't even know how it got brought up, but it turns out she literally lives across the street from Kelly. And I'm like, that's right. What is this full circle moment happening right now? So Uh, like the fact of you bringing that up, like talk about community. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about is like, you just don't know the value of a connection Yes, and just how impactful it can be. Yeah. So it was yeah. not a, it was not a sideways part of the conversation. <laughs> it was meant to be part of this conversation. <laughs> uh, yes. I, and that's what just, yeah, for me, 
all of the creative endeavors are just so much more worth it with with others and so when I think about projects in the future or things that I've worked on in the past I think about the people like I think about the people that I got to do it with or that connected me to um to others and it's just I don't know it's just so much more special that way um and then I think the other thing you know I think of is in community just being able to help others Obviously, that's so broad too, but just thinking of solutions to problems and and how to keep that local is a really cool thing in our world where we're all so connected virtually. I've just, I've heard so many things recently about just how disconnected we actually all are. Um, And when you're on the elevator, are you staring at your phone or are you talking to the person in the elevator? Um, So just really, really trying to find ways to actually connect with people in your community. It seems kind of silly, right? To be like, yeah, that's, you know, what we should focus on. But it's like, no, actually, like, we're so connected with the internet, but so disconnected from Mm-hmm. people right in our backyard yeah well like I said speaking of community and connections and literally all the things I'm gonna ask you about all the things here please um <laughs> this is a word that comes up in conversation with the three of us even like just as individuals as a group which is multi-passionate mm-hmm. um we share the three of us do in that commonality i know so many people listening probably do as well but how do you feel like you can leverage those creative abilities that you have as you kind of journey through all of those different interests yeah i like i mentioned earlier i struggled with this at first in adult life. I think after college, it was, um, it was just hard to, to find where I, I fit, you know, I was working in a full-time job and feeling like there was more out there for me, but also like, what does that mean when you're inspired by like 12 things? Mm -hmm. So, definitely struggled with this over time and with the help of wonderful people like yourselves have found just a lot more peace and excitement in the multi-passionate journey. Um, I think the thing that comes to mind the most is people are going to connect with what you do based on what they find to be the most interesting to them, I guess, is the best way I can think to say it. Like, For example, when I started my podcast, there were certain people that were like, oh my gosh, I, you know, have had you in my ear and it it feels so great to just like feel like I'm listening to a friend. Thank you for sharing X, Y, or Z. And then there's other people who um, really connect with writing and words. And so people who might be like, oh my gosh, I read that blog post and sent it to a friend. So I think when I think of multi-passionate abilities, I just think that it's so cool to be able to offer the same type of support or services or whatever it might be in a lot of different ways. Um, Actually, don't know that either of you know this about me. 
I really love to sing. Um, and it's something that I haven't like done as much after, especially after college. Um, like I was always involved in choir. And so I don't know, I just, I even think of that, like as a, something that inspires me and maybe at some point, like that will become involved in, um, in what I put out into the world. I mean, who knows, right? Like just follow, follow the whispers and the excitement. But um, again, that might resonate with some people and, and not with others, but, um, and same with my, my gifts and my um, items and my product shop, you know, some people are gift giving people. So, you know, they might connect with um, a candle that they can purchase and keep in their home or give to someone or, you know, a set of cards that will help inspire them to, to give back to others. Um, so yeah, I, that's, that's, a, I don't know. I, I really like this question just because it, it's helping me reflect on all the positives that come with being multi-passionate when for so long I've, I have struggled with like, Oh, I don't know. People just have like one lane that they stay in. And then it's really clear cut with like what you would go to them for. And I'm like, yeah, that's just not me. So <laughs> you get, you get a little bit of everything. I guess. Totally. I mean, I relate so much with that and yeah. it's, it's normalizing to be around people who have multiple passions, who embrace multiple parts of themselves. Mm. And, and it's always for me when I ask people, I'm like, but isn't it confusing that I'm this and I'm this? <laughs> and inevitably, every time people are like, no, that's not confusing at all. But in my <laughs> head, I'm like, I'm confusing everybody. Yeah. But it's because it's just because of that. It's that cognitive dissonance of what we see so often is just like this one thing, right. one lane. And like, as try as I may, one lane, one thing doesn't work for me. And every time I try, other parts of me are like, but hello, I'm here too. And yeah. why are you ignoring me? So it's always great to connect with other people who are similar and know the struggle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the inner you know, struggle you right? know one thing I think back to I was doing some I mean I guess you could call it career coaching um sessions years ago and I remember having this conversation with the coach and I was really just like you know I don't know I feel like I just need to kind of fall in one area or like what is that and I was just asking for kind of advice around that and she told me to think of someone that inspires me in a way you know, that is a multi-passionate way. And so I think the, the, obviously this is a little bit of a larger scale, but I thought of, um, both Kelly Clarkson and Dolly Parton. And I was like, okay, like these are good examples, right? They're singers, they're authors, they're doing all these different things. And she was like, okay, so do you think it's weird when they are like, Hey, I'm going to direct a movie or whatever it is. And I'm like, no, that just like makes sense. Cause they probably like doing that thing. And she was like, yeah, so maybe it's fine to just 
do the things you want. And I was like, okay, yes, Kathy. I love that. (laughs) So um, have a theme park. Like, oh, there you go. Yeah. Dollywood. So like Kellywood, I mean, like coming soon. (laughs) Like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. So I just, I always, you know, I just actually found a big bulletin board that I have to do something with in my office. And I was like, oh, I gotta like, I gotta put Dolly up on my, Mm. on my bulletin board here and just, just keep those people and you know front and center when you're like oh yeah people are just doing the things and they inspire me so just yeah it's so true though uh so let's talk about within all of these passions like how do you stay focused and on task and organized and I know that this is probably like a multi-part question but uh do you like have any exciting projects coming soon your own theme park we would love to know (laughs) yes oh well I personally really loved your podcast episode with Maria because I was like girl like I need (laughs) I need so many organization tips as I look around this office with creative chaotic piles um somehow if it's in a pile I just feel like I can I can tackle that more that doesn't really happen but um yeah organized I definitely have kept my note section of my phone a lot more organized like in the past month um just finding small simple ways that when I'm out living life and I have an idea I know exactly where to put it in my phone. Um, I think writing for me is a is a really hard one to figure out how to organize all of that. Um, because I'll just be like living my life and inspired by something or have a moment where I connect with a memory and I want to write about something. And it's really hard to figure out like where to put that, um, you know, and... So yeah, the note section of my phone has become much more organized. And then I was even just more fully inspired by Maria's episode to, you know, really keep that going because I was like, wow, this is all, it's all so good, but it can be overwhelming when I'm like, I have screenshots and I have mm-hmm. notes on receipts and I don't know. Um, Gosh, I what all I really don't feel like I have um any pro tips on the the organized piece of things, but I definitely I think honestly, right? Like we're on our phone so much. So organizing things in photo albums too on my phone. Um screenshots are a big thing. I see something, a design or a font or a picture um or a quote or something that I want to kind of run with and so finding ways to organize that and just know exactly where to go back to find that thing um because you know I mentioned it before like it's just the noise of social media it's all so great and I love being so connected but then it's like where did I see that thing that I wanted to Mm -hmm. do something with or read back on um or listen to again I think a lot of podcasts too I just get so much inspiration from and then I'm like who said that thing? Where can I pull that up? <laughs> um, so yeah, 
what else I think I think those are the big things just trying to reduce the clutter as much as possible if it's physical clutter because there's definitely a lot of that or um or mental clutter actually Jen I was literally just organizing the closet today and ran across some floral vases and I was like you know I might need these you know it's just it's so hard (laughs) to make those decisions to be like I just I have so many loves and it's it's it is hard to decide what to keep what to pass on what still kind of deserves Mm -hmm. space I guess in the in the storage um when you're multi-passionate and you have lots of like like I love to sew and so I have a quilt that you know has stacks of fabric ready to be cut but um yeah organization so this is bringing this is bringing up something for me and I need to share it because I'm wondering if you guys have read this you know I always like drop in with with the books and Jen's like I gotta read that (laughs) are we we adding are we adding another book to my list we're we're adding another book so big magic oh so Elizabeth Gilbert I own this book. You told me about this a while back. I own it. And I am embarrassed to say, I think I got a few pages in and I don't know where that book is right now, but I should go find it. (laughs) It's it's okay. It's okay. So definitely. So there is a part in there and I share this often because it resonated so deeply with me, but there's this part in there where she talks about how she had a an idea for a novel and she started writing the novel and the season of her life was just not so that she could finish it and so she took that particular story and put it away and in a sense let it go right because it just wasn't the time for her for that idea and it was years later and if i butcher this story please know it's the it's the concept not the details okay <laughs> if someone's listening and is like that is not how it went just know it's the overall concept okay so <laughs> so the idea is that years later she met someone at a writers conference and they came up to her and they said they got to talking about what they were working on and she this other writer started explaining to her this book she was writing that was the exact storyline I mean like some details were different like the names maybe the location but the idea is that Liz Gilbert let it go and it went to someone else so when we have ideas sometimes they are for us And sometimes they're for someone else. Sometimes it's just the idea Mm. came to us and we need to release it because it's for someone else. And believing that ideas come to us in the same way when an idea is for us, right? And so I love that because I'm an ideas person, right? So lots of ideas flow through me and some are for me and some absolutely are not and I have to and I need to let them go right or some are just not the right season but I love that story because 
it helps me embrace the abundance Mm. in the world versus Mm. like I think sometimes like especially when we when we think about hanging on to things I think that feeling for me is more about scarcity Mm. than abundance Mm. and so like when we let things go Mm. we know that those things are going to someone else because it's for them not for me right and so that can be either an idea or something physical too yeah so I, I just I love, love that. And I love sharing that story because it hits me so deeply. Yes. I'm, and I, uh, oh my gosh. I know I, Jen, yes, it is a must. It is a must on your list because it was like a super unique storyline too. Like it was yes. not just like boy meets girl. Like it was, yeah, that part of the story was, or her book was amazing. Yeah. I love what you said to Kelly, just about abundance versus scarcity, because yeah, I, 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 I like hold so tightly onto some things because mm. I'm like, okay, it's going to happen or it'll happen at some point. And ultimately, you know, that does just like create more overwhelm over time too. And you're like, oh, maybe this one is just supposed to, supposed to let go um, or be let go into the, into the universe. So, and then you asked, are there any exciting new things in the works or new projects um this is actually it kind of goes hand in hand with just like being aware of the things that kind of stick around in your mind um so actually a year ago um I was just pregnant with our second child and I just like needed needed to put my time and attention somewhere. And so I remember um kind of surveying some friends really thinking like I just I really feel like a retreat of some type. I just want to to hold a retreat and it could just be for the giver, right? Like so many people are givers and giving um, so much of themselves and could just use a day or two days away from busy life. And so I had surveyed people last year just to get kind of a pulse on what people would be interested in and um and would find enjoyable about something like that and so just in the past week it kind of came back around that I was like you know what this is just gonna happen we're just gonna do it and it's we're gonna put a date in the world in 2024 and you both haven't heard this yet but if you want to be involved I would love to have you and just pour into ourselves and each other and just have it be just a truly self-love experience, I guess. I I just kind of pulled that out of nowhere, but just, just a a time to give back to yourself. And so, yes, I'm very excited and you heard it here first, which will hold me accountable to actually doing it as well. But, (laughs) um, very excited to just kind of get that, created and into existence and just just make it happen because we could all use that right well um obviously we can't wait for that because that's super exciting um which already talking about 2024 uh the holidays are upon us um yeah it's almost thanksgiving and gosh it just keeps on rolling from there um and you know obviously for those that that know you and even from listening to this podcast episode, 
Um, you have experienced grief with, you know, the loss of your son, Henry. Um, so just for a closing note with the holidays approaching all of the societal pressure that, um, you know, obviously people are subject to, um, you know, be merry, be happy, be joyful, give thanks. <laughs> um, what if you just aren't feeling that way? Like what advice would you give, um, someone ahead of just this exuberant and exciting and joyful time? Mm. Yes, it is. It is tender. It really is for so many in so many different situations to even like sit and name everything like we could never do it because there's just so many tough seasons that people walk through and it doesn't just like take a break for the holidays. Um, I think my most simple advice would be give yourself permission to do whatever you need to do. And if that is not decorating and just closing your eyes until January 1st or January 2nd, you know, let that be what it needs to be for you. And if, and if it's enjoying every minute and filling your house with Christmas cookies and, um, and tinsel, like just, just give yourself the permission to let it be what it needs to be for you. I think, like you said, Jen, like the societal pressure, it's, it's in your face all the time. And obviously the past two holiday seasons have, I've learned to hold grief and life together um but it's really really hard at the holidays and so um you know when it's just like merry and bright and joy and like all of this on obnoxious like t-shirts and signs at the store and everything it can be it can be a lot so um just give yourself permission to skip functions stay home make yourself the biggest cup of hot chocolate and just just do whatever you need to do and give yourself give yourself that permission is my best advice yeah well thank you for speaking on that um I know like I've I've told you this it's like you hate that you're you feel like you know so much about grief because you do know so much about grief um but that's one of the things that I appreciate about you is like, you don't gloss over it and, you know, you, you allow for that vulnerability and, you know, to let people truly know, like, you know, if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it, just, you know, do what you need to do to take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the things that I really appreciate about you among so many things is just how genuine you are. Mm. Um, well, another thing I just thought, I was so lucky to have people in my life that understood that. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people don't. And so, so true. there's a lot of people that might say like, my family is just telling me to push past this, or they're telling me to suck it up and show up like I should at Thanksgiving or whatever it might be. And 
you know, just this, this right here is your permission. And, um, and that is hard. It's hard to navigate, especially if it's family or someone close to you that's telling you to buck up, but, um, it's, it's difficult. And so this is your permission slip because I know not everyone has people that are understanding to the complexities of grief, especially at the holidays. Yeah. I think it's so good to, to have just the awareness around the fact that other people might be going through it and just to practice kindness yes in this season like if if you're maybe not the one experiencing the grief yeah just be aware that people around you may not be having the best time may not be feeling the merry and the bright and whatever and it's okay to uh, to be kind in in yeah. this crazy world um so, true. so it could could really go a long way mm-hmm. um well Courtney we have just really loved this conversation and just thank you for your vulnerability and for being here and I feel like I have learned so much more about you um through this so thank you for sharing from your heart and can you share with everybody where they can find you online if they want to connect more with you? Yeah, definitely. Um, probably the easiest way to find me is unwaveringloveco.com. Um, you can find me there and I have a blog and link to my shop and socials and everything. Um, but yeah, thank you guys Perfect. so much. I'm so proud that this exists in the world and you guys do such a great job. So thank you. Thank you. We thank loved you. having you and um excited to uh, get more people connected with you because I think you have so much to offer and um, so much to learn from you as well. So thanks for being here. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Creative Collective Podcast. I would love if you would check us out on Instagram at creative collective underscore podcast. Uh, also our website, creativecollectivepodcast.com. And if you're liking this content, I would love to ask for you to rate and review us so more people can find us.